How you guys doing tonight? Everybody good? Much better now? Um, man, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing when you come into a room and you just get the sense that God is among us. And um, I mean, as cool as it is, God lives in us and he goes everywhere we go. I mean, the fact that there are moments where you just sense the presence of God and um, there's nothing better than that. So major props to Kyle and the band for, for leading us tonight. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to continue to do. So everybody good tonight? You guys good? Yeah? Welcome to Reckless. We're glad you guys are here. I know I've, I saw some uh, new faces, met some new people. So man, we are glad you guys are here tonight. And um, uh, if you haven't already experienced the presence of God, um, then uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to continue to do in the next few minutes. So we are in a series called The Blessed Life. Uh, if you've been with us for the last, last several weeks, you've, you know this. And... Um, what, here's how I'm going to start tonight. It's going to be a little bit of a different thing. The, the video you guys just watched posed some really great questions. Um, and, and kind of more on a, on a, a broader scale or a, a little bit more of a, of a general um, type of question. What I want to do is, as we start here tonight is just throw out some real specific questions. Um, something that's a little bit more specific. And so you don't have to talk back to me. You don't have to answer out loud. I just want you guys to think about this as it as it applies to your own heart and your own life, all right? Have you guys, have you ever had a hard time figuring out God's will? You ever had a hard time figuring out God's will? Um, What about this one? Have you ever read a passage of scripture, read a verse in the Bible, and had no clue what it meant? Maybe there's multiple um, passages. Uh, Have you you wondered why God has allowed you to, to go through a difficult circumstance in your life? Have you ever come to a moment where you've just wondered, God, what, you know, that why God moment? God, what are you doing? Why are you allowing these circumstances to take place in my life? And this one isn't less, is less of a have you ever, but, all, but more of a how often. How often have you questioned God's love for you? I think for... For most of us, it's not a have you ever, but more of a how often, how often in your life is that something that happens with any degree of frequency where you're questioning, man, does God really love me? Does God really care about me? Now, maybe some of you guys resonate more with with some questions than you do others. Um, The reality is, is that all of us have questions. We live with questions every single day. And some of them are big, huge, life-altering questions about God or about life where we can't grab, uh, get our mind around it or fully understand or comprehend things. We have these big, monumental things that we're asking. But then I think there are also those smaller, more practical questions that occur in our day-to-day life where we just wish we had the answer to question or questions. All of us have questions in our life. All of us have things that we're trying to get our mind around and we want answers to. And so I asked that to ask another question, which is, can we expect to have answers to these questions? Or are these questions that we're just kind of throwing out to the air or throwing out to God and yet we don't really expect or should we expect any kind of answer to these as you guys are thinking through that, some of those questions, and, and just kind of getting your mind around that a little bit, I want you guys to go ahead and open to Ephesians chapter 1. And let's take a look at what, um, as we look at the passage that we're looking at tonight, and see what kind of answers it gives us 
as we talk about this next blessing that we have as followers of Christ. So Ephesians chapter 1 is where we're at. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, we actually, every week we have them available. We'd love to give you a Bible if you don't have one. So if you don't have one on your way out, stop at the Next Steps table. We'd love to give you one. Um, For you, it's free, and um, uh, we'd love to do that for you. So open up your Bibles, Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 15. And here's, here's what Paul says. He says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Now, I want to stop right there for just a minute. I love how Paul starts this particular section. Paul starts out, I love the attitude that he has, the attitude that he's trying to convey to the, to the church at Ephesus. I mean, Paul is communicating his love and his affection and his commitment to the people there, his commitment to help them grow in their faith, in maturity, in their relationship with Christ. And I love how he starts that. I I really believe 100%, and I can say confidently that, that we feel the same way about you guys. From myself to Zach, uh, our intern, to Christy, to our leaders that are involved, small group leaders and other leaders that are in the room, that that is our mindset towards you guys. I mean, we, I want you guys to know, if you don't already know it, that we are crazy about you guys. That we love you guys, that we are, we are committed to praying for you. That we do this not because we're getting paid a lot of money, um, as nice as that would be. We're getting we are doing this. We're a part of what we're, what's going on every single week because of our love and affection for you. We do this because, man, we are broken for the things that you deal with as a teenager, as a high school student in this culture. Man, we desperately want you to understand and to grab a hold of the incredible life that God has for you. Man, we are committed, all, every single one of us, to pouring our lives and investing in you so that you guys can grow to full maturity in your relationship with Christ. And I want you guys to know that there are, I mean, small group leaders that every night are praying for you, that every night are praying for your family situations, that are praying for the things that you're dealing with, that are praying that the light bulb would come on, that God would open your eyes, that you would begin to take Step by step, grow in your relationship and your knowledge of who God is. And so I look at these first couple verses that Paul says, and I and I feel like that's our, uh, as a leadership team, that that is our. We resonate with that. That is our heart towards you guys. And so whether I hope that you know that. If you don't know that, then maybe that helps you understand that. That that is the case. And it doesn't matter if you've been here for a couple years or you've just walked in the door for the first time. Man, we are crazy about you. And we are committed to helping you guys grow. And I think the sad thing is, is that you probably may not experience that in a lot of other places in your life. You may go home and not experience that kind of commitment or that kind of love. You may not experience that on your school campus. But man, we are committed to making sure that you sense that and you feel that and you grab a hold of that when you're here. So that's how Paul starts. Let's look and uh, continue by looking again at verse 17. And he says again, he says, I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight 
so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Verse 18, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who were his rich and glorious inheritance. Now, we talked last week about the, the, the blessing that God gives us of an inheritance, all right? And there's that word again. Now, tonight we're going to talk about this fourth blessing that God gives us. And I want you guys to write this down. The fourth blessing is wisdom. All right, God gives us wisdom. Now, before we talk about what exactly it is, I want to spend just a minute or two to talk about what it isn't. All right, now, the wisdom Paul is talking about here is not human wisdom. All right, Paul is not talking about common sense. All right, that's not what, what Paul is, is talking about now. Now, we, because of, and like we talked about last week, God doesn't operate according to human wisdom. Right, we talked a little bit about that last week, that, that God, is, God looks at the things of the world and it is foolishness to him. Right? That God is not impressed with human wisdom. And God doesn't operate according to human wisdom. God is bigger than that. God is more incredible than that. God is more knowledgeable than that. That following Jesus also doesn't always line up with common sense. All right? what, what God is going to ask of you and, and of your life is not always going to make sense to you, all right? Is not, you're not always going to be able to measure it according to common sense or according to human wisdom and go, yeah, that, that, that seems true to me. In fact, the things that God calls us to a lot of times go against the grain when it comes to common sense or human wisdom, all right? So that's not what Paul is talking about here. And I think, honestly, that's why some of us struggle at times in our faith. Because we try to make decisions or we try to measure what God is calling us to do based on what makes sense to us or what our culture around us is doing or what maybe, you know, people at our school or our friends may say about it. And we try to measure what God is trying to say with what our, our friends think or what human wisdom says or what common sense may, may tell us. And a lot of times the two don't mix. The two don't go together. And that can really mess us up. I think that's why a lot of times some of us struggle in our faith is because we try to do that. And it doesn't always work like that. Now, there are times in my life where I felt that, where I knew what God was calling me to do didn't make sense from a common sense perspective. All right? And honestly, our move to Georgia was one of those things. All right? That's like one of the latest examples that I could give you. Here's the thing. If we were... If we were, hope nobody died over there. Listen to me, don't, don't miss this. He's okay. If, listen, eyes up here, come on, lock in. Hello. If, if we made a decision to move from Nashville, based on common sense, we never would have left. All right? We had, we had been there for 10 years, that was home for us. All right, that was, our, that was our place. We loved the house that we were in. We had friends and relationships. We were entrenched there. We were comfortable. All right, we loved where we were. We enjoyed it. In fact, there were people that said that we were crazy for wanting to leave. All right, and we felt all of that. And yet, at the end of the day, we, 
we knew that this was what God was calling us to do. We knew that God was calling us here. It didn't make sense from a common sense standpoint. But the wisdom that God gave us, we knew that this was what God was calling us to do. And it scares me to think what may have potentially happened if we hadn't done it because we love it. We love the fact that, that God has brought us here and what, where we're at. And I mean, from myself, my wife, my kids, we love it. And yet it didn't make sense from a common sense standpoint. But see, God gave us the wisdom that we needed to make the right decisions, to know, to look past common sense, to look past what maybe people were saying or human wisdom, and to be able to see what God wanted from us. Now, when I say it's not human wisdom, let me, let me throw it at you a little bit of a different way. Have you guys ever known anybody that was really smart um, but had no common sense? All right, now don't go pointing fingers. That's just rude. All right, maybe some of us have known that where, man, there is somebody that we know in our school that is brilliant, all right, they're in the top 10 of the class or they're, you know, they're the high, they got the highest GPA in the, in the grade or whatever. And yet you look at them sometimes in the decisions you make and you're like, really? Like you thought that was a good decision. What in the world was going through your head when you made that decision? Right? And I think there are people like that where they're, they're really smart academically or in some way and yet they maybe lack in another way. All right, maybe some of you guys know people that aren't smart academically or common sense um, and definitely don't throw their name out. But here's, here's, here's why I bring that up. I think the wisdom that Paul's talking about here is a lot like that. People can have human wisdom but lack the wisdom that Paul is talking about. There can be brilliant minds in the world but, not, but then they can fail to grasp, grasp the things of God. That's why Paul is saying in this passage, and while we're, we're talking about how this, this wisdom uh, that God gives us is a gift, it's a blessing, all right, it's something that is given to us. Um, and if you want to write out in your blank, we said wisdom, it's actually, if we're going to take, take a step further, it's spiritual wisdom, all right? It's not human wisdom, it's spiritual wisdom. It's being able to understand the things of God. Being able to understand the things of God or the ways of God. Now, think of something that you don't understand about God. All right? You don't have to raise your hand. How many of you guys think of something you can't understand or comprehend about God? All right? I think all of us could come up with plenty of things that maybe we were like, hey, God, I've I've wondered this, or I don't really understand this, or I don't really fully grasp this. See, we can never fully understand God. And yet the spiritual wisdom that God gives us opens our eyes to understand truth. When we enter into a relationship with Christ, God gives us as a blessing, as a child of him, he gives us the ability to understand and comprehend the ways of God or the things of God. Now, we will never fully understand everything about God. We can't, we talked a little bit about this last week. We can't get our mind around fully around God. And if we could, then we serve a pretty pathetic God. All right, so we will never fully, in this lifetime at least, be able to understand and comprehend God and the things of God. But God gives us understanding and insight and wisdom into the things of God as a child of his. Okay? 
Now, Paul says that wisdom helps us. Look, at, look back at verse uh, 17. He says, Paul helps, uh, wisdom helps us grow in the knowledge of God. Grow in the knowledge of God. Now, Paul understood that our knowledge of God drives everything else. All right, our views of God and our understanding or knowledge about God impacts everything. If you have a poor view of God or a poor understanding of who God is, that is going to negatively impact everything in your life. So our view of God is very important. It's, it's imperative that we understand and have a proper view of God. And Paul says that the, this wisdom helps us grow in the knowledge of God. This past weekend, I, was, um, I, I spoke to a high school uh, student on Facebook. And um, she let me know that um, she and God were not um, getting along. All right, was, I think was the term that she used. Um, she basically said that, that she has a hard time trusting God, that she feels like God is mad at her, that God is angry with her. And so because of that, she's kind of in turn angry at him and she doesn't really care about him or want to think about him. And so in her terms, she and God don't get along. All right? She's got a, a view or an understanding of God, and it's a wrong view or understanding of God. But it has impacted everything in her life. And it has caused her to make a lot of decisions, in a lot of cases, very damaging decisions. All right? She started cutting. Um, she's been involved in, uh, in other, other activities and all that kind of stuff. I mean, and it all starts with her perception of how God views her. For whatever reason, she had some life experience or whatever, she developed or took on this wrong view of God that God looks at her and he's mad at her, he's angry with her, he hates her, he doesn't want to have anything to do with her, he's distant and he doesn't want to, want to deal with her problems or her situations or whatever. And so because she has taken that on, she ha that has caused her to view life a certain way. That has caused her to view other people a certain way. And it's caused a lot of destruction in her life. And I would bet that there are, are some of you guys in the room that, that feel that way. Maybe for whatever reason. And I'm not saying that, that um, maybe the life experiences that you've had or whatever or, um, are okay or whatever. I mean, you guys... For whatever reason, maybe you're in the room tonight and you have this view of God that God doesn't give a rip about you. Or you have, like we said earlier, that we have questioned God's love for us. And I want you guys to understand how negatively that impacts everything. If you've got a wrong view of God, if your knowledge of God is messed up, it will impact every area of your life. It will impact everything. So our knowledge of God and our understanding of the truth of who God is, it matters. It's a big deal. And when we live in spiritual wisdom, when we allow God to open our eyes and to give us understanding and insight into the things of God, then that causes us to grow in that knowledge and to understand who God is. And we then can have the answers to our questions. We can live with this wisdom. We don't have to go through life going, oh, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. This makes no sense to me. I don't get what I'm reading here. I don't understand what God wants for me. And we walk through life with all of these questions. And yet, according to what Paul is saying here, we don't have to. You and I can have the wisdom as God opens our eyes and gives us insight into his truth. 
we can live with the understanding of who God is and who he's called us to be. Now, to paint this picture a little bit further, I want to look at a a different passage for just a minute. And this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And if you want to flip there, you can. Uh, We've got it on the screen if you don't want to. But this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And this, again, is Paul talking about. And we read, we stopped at the verses just before this last week where we talked about how no eye has seen and we are heard and mine has conceived the things that God has prepared for us who love him. And then Paul says this in the next verse, verse 10. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who, can, who knows enough to teach him? And then don't miss this last part. But we understand these things, for we have the what? Say it. For we have the mind of Christ. Paul in this, in this passage is saying, Look, no one really understands the things that a person is thinking except the spirit inside of him. No one understands these deep spiritual truths of God. These are, these are above people's heads. And the people in the world look at it and it's foolishness to them. And they don't understand it. They don't comprehend it. But we have the mind of Christ. You and I, because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we have the mind of Christ who reveals to us the truths of God, who helps us understand, who opens our eyes to see the things that the world around us can't understand or see. Now think about that, what that means for whatever questions you guys have about God or about your life or about the world or whatever. Think about what it means for you to have the mind of Christ. That's not some hollow promise. That's not some fairy tale. This is the truth of what we have at our disposal, at our fingertips when we belong to Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. And because we have the mind of Christ, we have understanding and insight into these truths of God. God now lives in us and he reveals more of who he is. Now, what things does God give us wisdom about? Now, this is not an exhaustive list or any of that kind of stuff. I left a little bit of a a blank in your notes. If you want to write some of these things down, you can. But when we're talking about having wisdom about the things of God, what exactly are we talking about? What does that mean? Here are just some things. The first thing is we, we have wisdom about God's will for our life. How many of you guys have ever asked that question? God, what is your will for my life? What do you want for my life? All right, how many of you guys have ever asked that? All right, a lot of you guys are lying. Right, that's a, bit, that's a huge question. If you haven't asked that question now, that will be something that you will ask. 
God, what is your will for my life? What does this look like? What is this life that you want me to live? Now, here's the thing about this. Very rarely is God going to go, hey, here's what your life is going to look like. Here's my will. Ah, and the clouds start you know, opening up and angels start singing and it just all makes sense. And you're like, that's what my life's going to look like. All right, that would be amazing. And I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. But that's not reality. All right, how God really operates a lot of times is he goes, look, you're praying for my will. You're trying to seek me. You're trying to figure out what, what the next step is. I'm going to give you the next step. You're trying to figure out what my will is for your life. I want you to do this. And God gives us a snapshot. God gives us a piece. God gives us that next step of obedience. And as we in faith go, all right, I don't understand the full picture. God, I don't really understand what you're doing here, but I will step out because I understand this much. And we take the step out and then God reveals the next step. And before too long, God has revealed the entire picture as we go along, but he doesn't say, here's what your life's gonna look like. And I'll be honest with you, if I knew ahead of time what the last 15 years were gonna look like, I don't know if I would have signed up for it, right? And I wanted it, and I wanted to see what that picture was, but in hindsight, I'm glad that I didn't because it caused me to learn to live by faith. But see, God gives us wisdom about his will, but he does it, a lot of times he does it piece by piece. Now, another thing that God gives us wisdom about is his character or his attributes. All right, God gives us wisdom. We don't understand the heartbeat of God. We maybe don't understand God's character or we don't understand his love or we don't understand these, these attributes of who God is. And this is, these are things that God gives us wisdom about. God helps us understand how he is patient. God helps us understand about his view and how he, how he sees the world and his character and his holiness and all of that kind of stuff. God helps us understand those things. God gives us wisdom about sin in our life. All right, there are things in our life that, that, that don't honor or reflect the life that he's called us to and God gives us wisdom about those things. Hey, this, this area of your life does not honor me and here's why it is, it is dangerous. Here's why it is sinful. Here's why I don't want that in your life. God opens our eyes to see that. God gives us wisdom about lies that maybe our world tries to, to sell us. All right, things in our, in our culture that maybe we go, man, is this truth? Is this wrong? Should I believe this? Should I not believe this? God opens our eyes to see how the culture and the world a lot of times will take us far off the path that God wants us to, to be on. God gives us wisdom about practical daily decisions. I mean, from, man, what job should I apply for to what college should I go to to, God, where do you want me to go um, to school to what do you want me to do for the next uh, couple of months or to, God, on my high school campus, what, what activities or, or sports or athletic teams do you want me to be involved in? God gives us insight and wisdom into practical daily decisions that we face every day. God gives us wisdom about how we spend our time and our money. God, what do you want me to do with my time? God, what do you want me to do with this money that I have? God, how do you want me to, to, to use this to, to bring you glory and honor? And God gives us wisdom to that. And the last thing, God gives us wisdom to people that we can minister to or invest in. God opens our eyes to see the hurt and the pain on our high school campus. God opens our eyes to see the, the needs all around us in the world and the people that desperately need the light of the gospel that needs somebody to come alongside and to love and to encourage and to, to lift up. 
Now, those are just some of the things. If we're talking about, man, what does this actually look like? Those are some of the things that God gives us wisdom about. Now, does that mean that we have all of the answers to all of our questions? No. All right, as much as I wish that that were the case, the answer is no. We, we will never in this life have all of the answers to all of our questions. But I want you guys to write this down. This is the next thing in, in, your, um, in your handout. The truth is having wisdom doesn't mean having all the answers. Wisdom requires trusting God even when the questions remain. All right, let me say that again. Having wisdom doesn't necessarily mean we have all the answers. But wisdom requires wisdom. In order to have wisdom, we have to be willing to trust God even when the questions exist. There will be moments in our life where God will say, you know what, I love you and I care about you and I will reveal my will to you and I will reveal knowledge and insight and you will grow in in understanding about this life I've called you to. But I'm not gonna reveal the answer to this. Not yet. Not in this lifetime or not in this moment. There are moments and, and there are questions that we're gonna have where God is not gonna give us all the answers. And so if you're looking for a life to live that requires no faith, then I'm sorry, but this life is not for you. All right? There is, there, we, we live every single day by faith. And God says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so God will give us wisdom and understanding and knowledge, but we will never have all of the answers to all of our questions. But having true wisdom means we trust God even when we don't understand the answers or, or the questions. Now, Paul finishes in verse 18. He says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I'll say this as we close up. Some of you guys in the room have been Christians or followers of Jesus for a long time and yet your faith is stagnant and you have no spiritual wisdom. You have no understanding about the things of God. You have no understanding about what God's calling you to or who God is or what this life is supposed to look like. And it's not because God hasn't made his wisdom available to you. I think in a lot of cases it's because you haven't taken the steps necessary to seek that out. You haven't gone through life and gone, man, God, I, I ask for wisdom in this situation. God, I ask for you to help me to understand this truth or help me to understand what you're doing here. It's not that God hasn't made his wisdom available to you because he has. If we belong to Jesus, we have this wisdom at our disposal. And yet a lot of times we don't have it because we don't take the steps necessary to make it real in our life. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, here's here's kind of, as I think about my own life, I've started to get up every single day and go, God, I I need your wisdom. God, I I pray for the conversations that I'm going to have today. God, I pray for the people that I meet with. God, I pray for the decisions that have to be made God, I pray for the practical details of my life. God, all of the things that, that, are gonna, that are gonna happen to me today, God, I ask for your wisdom and your knowledge. God, I pray that you would give me what I need to make the decisions that honor you. 
God, I pray that you would give me insight. God, when I pick up this, I go, before I even start, go, God, would you open my eyes to understand this truth? So I don't sit here for an hour reading the same passage and go, I have no clue what this is saying. See, a lot of times we don't have wisdom because we don't ask God for it. And then we're confused and we don't understand why we lack wisdom. God gives us the wisdom. All we've got to do is ask God for it. God, would you open my eyes to see? God, every single day as I had this conversation, God, as I'm trying to figure out what my life looks like, God, as I'm trying to figure out what college I'm supposed to go to or what job I'm supposed to get or what friends I'm supposed to hang out with it at school or God, what, what my life looks like or who I can minister to, God, whatever it is, God, everything that I'm gonna deal with today, God, would you open my eyes to see? God, would you give me the wisdom that I need? Here's the main point for us tonight, and it's simple. We are blessed with wisdom from God and knowledge about God. All right? Nothing too difficult about that. We are blessed with wisdom from God and knowledge about God. So I go back to the questions that, that I posed at the beginning and the questions that the video had. Man, these questions about God's will, these questions about maybe, maybe what God is doing, or these questions about, man, do, does God really care about me? Or, man, I don't really understand what this, this passage of Scripture is saying. Whatever those things are, those questions that you have in your life, are you going to God with those questions? Are you asking God to give you wisdom and insight into these things? Because what Paul is saying here is that we have that available to us. This is a blessing that God gives us. We don't have to wander through life hopeless and clueless about what this life is supposed to look like and who God is. We don't have to wander about. And I think that's why it causes so much problems because we don't understand it. But we no longer have to live that way. God gives you and I the wisdom that we need to understand the things of God. And if we lack it, the question is, are we asking God for it? We have the mind of Christ. We have this wisdom. Do we live in it? And do we watch as God opens our eyes and continues to allow us to grow in that knowledge and understanding? Let's pray. God, I know there are a lot of questions in the room tonight. God, I know that there are um, deep philosophical questions about you, about life, um, but God, then there are just a lot of just very practical questions. Questions about the, the details of our life. Questions about who you are. Questions about just how we're supposed to live on a day-to-day -day basis. Maybe for some students in the room, maybe they've, they've recently trusted you as their Savior. And they have no idea what the next step is. They have no idea what their life is supposed to look like now. God, there are just so many questions that we have. And God, I'm thankful that we don't have to just wander about through this life with all of these unanswered questions. God, I thank you that you give us wisdom. You give us knowledge and insight into your truth, into who you are, into the life that you've called us to. And so God, I pray as we go to groups uh, in just a minute, God, I pray as we start talking about this, God, I pray that we would bring some of these questions to the, to the, um, to the table and God, that you would just give us wisdom. God, we would start growing in this knowledge and understanding. And based on that, because we, we have a proper view and understanding of you, it would cause us to live radically different. So God, we thank you. We praise you in your name. Amen.